Hi, I'm Russ Camarda, an actor and independent filmmaker in New York. And in between the fortunate chances I get to do my work, I love to hear how other artists approach their craft. In this series of conversations, you'll see some faces you recognize, some you may not, but they're all working artists. And we'll get to see how they take art and use their craft to reveal the truth. This is Art Craft Truth. In this conversation, we'll be talking with veteran character actor Arthur Nascarella. He's appeared in dozens of feature films directed by some of Hollywood's greatest filmmakers. Films like Copland, Martin Scorsese's Bringing Out the Dead, Oliver Stone's World Trade Center, seven films with Spike Lee. But some of you may remember him best as Carlo Gervaisi on The Sopranos, a role that earned him a Screen Actors Guild Award as part of the Best Ensemble cast that year. Now, I said Arthur was a character actor. The emphasis is on character. All right, Arthur, my man. Sir. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate uh, uh, it. My pleasure, my pleasure. So listen, um, am I right? You came, to the, you came to acting late, right? I mean, you had a whole <laughs> other life and career before you even started. I had a couple, I had a couple. I was in the Marine Corps for eight years. What uh, were the years? What, 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 you know? 62 to 70. So did you? Carried mean? a flamethrower. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I carried I, originally. I carried the outer ring of an 81 millimeter mortar. I was a big, strong, tough kid. But then wow. when they realized I was really stupid, they gave me a flamethrower. So wow. I carried that instead. And I, when I got done with uh, being in the Marine Corps, then I joined the New York City Police Department. And I spent 21 years as a as a, uh, a New York City uh, a member of the New York City Police Department. I retired as a second grade detective. Really? Sp- yeah. Well, look, it helped me in that uh, when I came to this business. Uh, our business, show business, right. I, I had no acting experience whatsoever. And as you say, I came in late. I never, right. I hadn't stepped in front of a camera in my life till I was 46 years old. Really? And, uh, but I, unbeknownst to me, I had spent, I mean, I had spent my career as a narcotics division undercover buying drugs for the New York City Police Department. So you were acting there? Those were my acting <laughs> lessons. I had no idea. Yeah, you know, it wow. turned out it worked out all right, you know? So how did, uh, how, how, where did that come from? How did that transition? How did you get into this business? <laughs> First of all, did yeah. you did you ever want to be an actor before? No, I, no, 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 I had no, no, no inclination <laughs> towards it. It was a nice, you know. I like going to the movies. I sure. enjoy. I enjoyed film. Um, and uh, when I came off of the police department, I my first job. Actually, my only job, I worked for the Tisch family, who were kind enough to hire me as the head of security okay. at the Regency Hotel, 540 Park Avenue. They let me live there. Not and uh, I was living there. I was making a very decent salary for a retired police officer, retired detective. Free cleaning, free food, free uh, dry cleaning, free parking. <laughs> it was a nice life. Yeah. And somebody, unbeknownst to me, a young lady that I knew per- peripherally sent a photo of me to a, 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 a director who was doing a film in New York. Never, I had nothing to do with it. Next thing you know, some guy's calling me up and he's telling me he's got my picture in his hand. She sent a photograph to the guy. She's looking at a photograph of me and listening to me on the phone. Will I please come and meet him? And he doesn't realize I am sitting on the top of the world. I'm on Park Avenue on 61st Street, living in free. You know, I'm trying to say, you know, if I, I get, I feel like I got the munchies and then I make a call. They send me up a birthday wow. cake just without the candles. Right, right. You know, I mean, it's a nice life. Yes. And I keep telling the guy, look, don't bother me. I'm not interested. I don't want to be an actor. I got another, you know. 
I'm honest to God, the guy was just, for a good solid two weeks, he called me almost every day. And finally, I relented. I said, look, I'm going to give you one hour of my time. And I went. I wound up in a full-blown audition. Uh, I had no idea what it was. The woman, some woman says to me, what age range are you? I had no idea what that meant. That, I don't know. My range, last, my last range was 46 years old. It was my last birthday. Uh, but anyway, made a long story short, I wound up getting a part in that film. I, I spent a month shooting a, a, a SAG film. I got, got my SAG card. Let me ask you a question. What was the audition? What, was the, what did they make you do? Uh, they made me ad lib a scene where I'm sitting in a chair, much like I'm doing right now, and a gangster hypothetically comes over to me and I go, hey, Benny, how you doing? Yeah, and he tells me a story, and some person off camera said something to me, and I just responded to it. And uh, I said, okay, great. Okay, see you later. We just handle that piece of business. And the, fake person left, and I fake picked up a telephone and went, hello, Louis, yeah, he's on the way down, make sure you kill him. Okay, and I, and, and you've never, and he you cut. never done anything before. Nothing. <laughs> and he cut. I said, well, you know, he said that was great. The only trouble was I didn't know that I had upstage myself. I, I picked right, up the right, fake right. phone and I put it in front of my yeah, face. Right, right. He said, next time do it the other way. And I went, all right, thank you. So I had my first note as an actor. That's and I wound up doing a month on that film. I met uh, Vinny Pastor, big pussy from The Sopranos. Yes, yes. He was one of my underlings. And I went there and I sat down as the boss. I had a three-piece pinstripe suit on my clothing from work. And there were these two mugs sitting behind me. One was Vinnie Pastor. One was a fellow named Tony Cucci. Turned out to be another good friend of mine. He played, right. played into my life later on, Anthony did. But the director says, okay, Arthur, you're going to play the boss. And Vinnie, you're going to play his right-hand man and Tony, his left-hand man. The next thing I, and I went, hey, that's great, man. And I got, I took a cigarette, I smoked and I took a cigarette and Vinny reached over me and lit it. And lit it. <laughs> he was already right. my right hand man. So, and I mean, I went, that was very impressive to me. I, mean, I went, holy mackerel, this guy is already acting. It was a very cool thing to do, Vinny, but he's just terrific. So what, to take it to the craft level of, of what an actor does, do you, did you find you learned things along the way? I mean, because you didn't have any formal training as an actor, what kind of th do you approach uh, characters the same way you did when you walked on and did that improv, or do you do it differently now? Have you learned different things as you move? Well, look, uh, look, by virtue of the fact that I've been in the business a while, my, my, my characters are somewhat more complex. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had to uh, think about more about who they are, how they fit into what we're doing, where does the guy go. Remember, I'm a character actor. Yeah. Uh, there's a certain, uh, there's a certain um, place you have to be in your mind to be a successful character actor. First of all, you've got to know particularly if you're starting in the business at 46. One, you're never getting the girl, okay? <laughs> Two, with a face like mine, okay, I'm never gonna get like offered Mother Teresa roles, right, right, you understand? Right. I mean, I'm always gonna be some kind of a tough cop or a tough gangster or something like that. And primarily, um, I will, uh, you know, I mean, I guess I could sum it up by saying it's, it, my, my career has been kill or be, kill or be killed. Right. You understand? Right. I kill you, you right, kill me, right, we right. kill each other. I mean, that's how it works. Right. Story comes to mind quickly is is when I became um, uh, a member of the cast of The Sopranos. Now mm -hmm. I, I had auditioned for The Sopranos from day one. Right. Did I you mean, audition for Chase? I, I, oh yeah, no, no, you always audition with David. Okay. Uh, I I auditioned for The Sopranos from day one. Now okay. I I went up for Big Pussy, which really? coincidentally right. Vinny right. Pastor right. got. And uh, I went up for Vinnie Pastor's part, but they actually wanted a big yeah, guy. Right. You know, I didn't fit that role. So I didn't get the part. But David Chase always told me, and I would go every year, every season, I would go back to David, and he would have me 
or this should be another part. And he would tell me, look, I, I, I like you for this role, but it's just, it's it's a one or two show arc, and I'm not doing right. that. I'm not going to put you in a show until I got a character right. that you're going to last in. And as it turns out, the beginning of the fourth season, he brought me in as Carlo Gervaisi. Now, there were 86 total shows. Uh, I managed to shoot, thanks to David uh, and, and, and my companions on the show, 43 of them. I did really? half of them, and I won that Screen Actors Guild Award Very over there. Nice. Yeah, eight of us. There were eight principal roles right, right. out of 1,500. Uh, that got a, a SAG yeah, award, so and I was, I was lucky enough to get one. Yeah, it was very, very generous of them. But my, my point from an acting standpoint was that uh, you remember, I was, it, 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 there were three seasons already. You had, right. you had Stevie Van Zandt's character right, right. and, and uh, Paulie Walnuts, Walnuts right. very, very established characters. Now you're listening to me talk, you're watching my mannerisms. Right. How much of a ooh or a e or a gee yeah. do I have to go before I become one of these guys? Right. You understand? So I had to find a place somewhere in the middle. So what did you do? how did you do that? I just toned myself way down. Mm -hmm. I just took myself down. They were both up here, these, these right. they, 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 right. guys, and I fit right in the middle and just took it right. down. Easy does it. Try right. to articulate a little better, lose a little bit of my New Yorkness, right, right, right. but just calm it down. Well, that's a, a real self awareness bit. for, you know, your just knowing your, how your presence and your physicality, because you can do that. And uh, and you have there's an intensity that you don't have to do very much of anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah and to yeah, know yeah. that that's 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 some fine craft actually. That's some fine acting craft to, to realize what well, you're dealing with. There. Well, you, know, you know, remember you got to remember something. I shaved this character every morning. That's right. I, I know what I look like. Right, right. I don't have to really go eh, right, 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 to right. be. Eh. Right. I can just look at you and be there. You now, know? Let me ask you this question: When you do, because you end up doing a lot of roles like this, when you're in a, in The Sopranos or you're in whatever. Because you were a detective, and because you were a New York City police for 20 some odd years, um, do you almost become a consultant on these projects? Like when you're watching and you're like, no, that's, oh, that's yeah. bullshit. That's, that's never, don't, what do you hold the gun like this? I mean, do you do that kind of well, stuff? Well, yeah, look, I, what, what I do is, remember, you have to always respect the writer, the director, right. you have to respect there are other people there that have their own opinions and want to have an, an image and a vision of what and where they want their film to be or they seem to be, uh, I will always ask first, can I just try something right, right. when the camera's off? I did a film uh, for, um, uh, for Martin Scorsese, it was called Bringing Out the Dead, and I, opposite, right. I, 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 I worked opposite Nicolas Cage. When I read the script and I read the book, I, I auditioned for Scorsese, and the audition is a fun time also. Uh, for I, Scorsese, that hysterical. audition was fun? Hysterical. Really, why? Let's just diverge there for a second. Well, I, Mr. Scorsese, I love you, and I'm just, I'm just telling a story. God bless you know. if he ever watches this. Well, I certainly, for your sake, hope he die. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I walked into Scorsese. I look, as an actor, actors, um, try to find out about who you're going to be dealing with. Okay? Scorsese is very jumpy. Very Scorsese is what happened. He's, he's, he's very attuned to his right. surroundings. And I walked in, and I was uh, uh, introduced to him by Ellen Lewis. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a decent, very decent part. It was going to be Captain Barney, which was Nicolas Cage's boss. And I went in an audition for the audition. Mr. Scorsese did Mr. Nascarella. And I went, how do you do, sir? And she walked out, and I went, how do you do? 
Do you hear that? Can, can you hear that? That's just what he was saying. <laughs> he, went, he, went, he went, what? what? <laughs> hear what? And I went, whoa, whoa. Oh, geez, I'm so sorry. I said, you know, it's 3 o'clock. My parents know that I'm here with you. And I could, they're in Florida, but I could hear them doing their rosary. <laughs> Scorsese looked at me and he said, Mascarella, you are crazy. And I went, oh, Mr. Scorsese, you got no idea. He went, sit down, sit down. And we That's sat great. there. I swear to God, I never auditioned. But we sat there and started. Remember, we were the same age. Sure, sure. He grew up in the Italian enclave down in Little Italy. Right. I grew up in the one up in East Harlem. And we talked about the old days that in New York, growing up in New York City. That's great. If, uh, honest to God, after an hour, she came in and said, look, one of you auditioned for the other one. She said, I got an office full of people outside. Will you please? He says, do you want the part? I said, of course I want the part. He says, get wow. the hell out of here. Now, let's go back to the acting part. Right. It was a very dark movie. I did not want my character to be dark. He was explained in a book as a very, very fat guy who gave assignments predicated on how much great food you would bring him over the course of a tour, exotic food. Right. And um, I didn't want, I was, look, I didn't fit that part of it, right. and, but I also wanted to be funnier or lighter. Right. I sat on my couch for three days trying to figure out how do I change, how do I segue from so serious to funny without changing the lines. Okay. And after three days, I came up with a bark. Okay? A bark. Just a random. Uh, that was my that was my segue. <laughs> if you ever watch the movie, watch it. Okay. And so I'm 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 in, uh, I had the mustache and the sideburns. Right. I just got done filming Summer of Sam, so I was in that '70s look anyway, right. and I looked like a civil servant. And uh, the cage is standing in front of me, and he says, to him, I, uh, I don't remember the lines exactly, whatever it was, uh, you, know, uh, you have to fire me, I, I can't do the job, you have to fire me. And I looked at him and I went, <laughs> and Cage jumped back, Scorsese jumped up. I should say, I said, Mr. Scorsese, may I try something? Right. He said, sure, Arthur, go ahead. And I barked the Cage, he jumped back, and I took the character, I put my head down, right. and when I came up and barked, I was this, this different guy. Right, 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 right. And the, the scene went on hysteric, it turned out sure. to be very, very funny. The whole, all of the dialogue, right. I, I just give it a different tempo, right. a whole different tempo. So he says he was extremely happy, he cut, Cage says, you know, Marty, you know, that, that bark would go good for my character. Really? And Scorsese went, and I went, hey, Nicky, I mean, you know, you're Nicky Cage, I'm Marty Nascarella. Right, right. You know, I'm trying I to say, my bark I mean, you, 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 you eating steak every day, I got a little hamburger helping you, you want that too? I mean, give it a break, will you please? He says to me, he says, man, you're really going for it. I says, excuse me, but you tell me, right. when should an actor go, go for it? I'm working with Nicolas Cage, an Academy right. Award winner, being directed by Scorsese, which I should hold back a little bit. Right. I mean, what are you kidding me? P.S. to that story was that uh, I was then, I was up in uh, Toronto filming, uh, 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 filming Enemy of the State. Me and Malkovic were up there. We were, mm -hmm. I came back to my hotel room one night and my father calls me and he said, I'm watching TV. He was in Florida. I'm calling, I'm watching TV and his. There's a show, Siskel and Ebit, you know the guy, the fat guy? Mm -hmm. I went, yeah, he says, that fat guy just said, who the heck is Arthur Nascarella on TV? <laughs> and that, that was his name, too. My father went, are you looking for me? I went, no, no, Bob, you're okay. That's <laughs> he, he told me the cops were coming. Right, right. He's a tough guy, my old man. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it a little bit. You talked about uh, uh, 
uh, Summer of Sam. So, I mean, you worked with Spike Lee a zillion times. I had did seven, uh, Spike seven, gave seven me seven, Spike. seven principal roles in a row. But that interaction with Nicolas Cage, I'm curious, now that you've been doing it for a long time, uh, how, do you, how do you deal with it? Because actors all work differently. I mean, there's, there's actors who come from the Strasbourg, the method thing, there's more <laughs> practical type guys. It's not me, by the way. There's all different types of actors. When you get on there and you see how an actor's working, how do you, how do you work with them? I mean, uh, do, do you do you just do your thing and say, hey, you know, you guys fall in where you fall, or how does that you, work? Well, you just you just answer your own yeah. question. That's how I work. Just that's okay. how I work. I go there. I go there prepared. Look. I know where I want to go with it. I know there's a director there. He'll tell me. He'll give me a note this way or that way. Yeah. The other actor, look, I know I'm a big guy. I'm a loud guy. I'm not a. I'm not a. You know, I. I uh, I'm not that kind of a, an individual, right. and it comes out of my work. Um, of course, I'm respectful of everyone. I want everyone to do well, look well, like that. But. When I'm head to head with you, face to face with you, well, on one of the opportunities that I had to work face to face with. Um, with the, with the Robert De Niro, and he directed me in A Bronx Tale. Mm -hmm. I didn't get in the movie. The, bar, the real bartender in the, in the bartender in a Bronx Tale in a social club had a heart attack in real life. It's one of my two times that I ever was an extra. They called me up to be an extra in a Bronx Tale. I right. went to Astoria. I'm sitting in a room, uh, and uh, there's, there's 200 extras, men and women, all right. dolled up in the same. I went there, my hair was cut, and my suit, and I'm there. And I'm playing one, seven card stud, a one and two dollar seven card stud <laughs> game with a bunch of Italian guys that I know. It's that kind of a play. We're getting in, in mood. And all of a sudden, the room goes dead silent. In comes De Niro and the first AD. And they're walking around looking, and they're looking, and they're looking, and they're looking, and they're looking, and De Niro stops right in front of me, and he says, did you shoot anything yet? And I said, no. He said, you didn't shoot nothing. I said, sir, I got here an hour ago. He says, he's the bartender. And he walks out. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> they, they pick me up, take me to wardrobe. As I'm going to wardrobe, I see the bartender. <laughs> He's going out on a fucking stretcher. I went, yikes. Wow. They bring me in, put me in his uniform. I go behind the bar. Now, it's the scene where Ch Chaz Palmateri gets shot in the head. Everybody's dancing. The bar is riotous. And he gets shot. All right, I'm behind the bar. I'm pouring Chaz a... Uh, Bottle of champ, uh, a drink of champ. I got a, right. I got a Don Perignon bottle in my hand. I'm pouring the thing. Okay, ready? Action! The kid walks up to chairs, bang, shoots chairs in the head. My job: drop the bottle, run down the bar, open the bar flap. There's a guy from Staten Island called JoJo the Whale. He's sitting in the end. You get it's, a, it's a four mile lap around JoJo. We used to do bicycle, we used to do bicycle races around his ankles for, for charity. <laughs> I got to run around JoJo the wheel, run back up the bar, and start fighting with the kid. Okay. That's my bit. Okay. This is 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Now it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh! Okay, we're on, I'm, I'm not lying to you. We're oh. 145 takes later. Okay, ready? Action. Boom. Drop the bottle, run up the thing, open the thing, run around JoJo the wheel, run up the thing. You understand? I said, I said to him, look, if I was running straight, I'd be in Philly now. <laughs> you understand? I mean, I did about 40. I said, no wonder the other guy had a heart attack. <laughs> you understand? I mean, you got to be kidding me. What the hell? And he did not like what he was seeing. He just didn't get what he wanted. And, he, and as it turns out, he wound up using a scene, one of the takes that they did before the so guy had shoot, the heart attack. He shoots for 
10 hours and, and never used a bit. Never used it. Always. Well, look, you know, everybody has their own way to do it. Right. Scorsese says well, on the 150th take, you're trying to get back what you got on your second. Wow. So just shoot something and. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. You know, so, so you were face to face acting with the New York part. That's where we. All right, yeah, so we're a couple in now. Okay. Okay. Um, there is a scene where. De Niro comes in to a little candy store. There's, we're lined up. There's me, Harvey Cartel, and Robert Patrick. Right. De Niro walks in. They, right, see, right, they right. see each other. De Niro, mm -hmm. right. actors. <laughs> De Niro has a scene where he walks in. Look, he's a legendary. I mean, there's a million stories about Mr. De Niro. He walks in, and his character takes it, makes himself a cup of coffee, and puts it in a brown paper bag. Mm -hmm. They have brown paper right. bags stacked up. Off camera, I mean, before the scene is going, Daniela stood there for an hour with brown paper bags going whap, so that it would open. Whap, 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 over and over wow. and over. There were brown paper bags all over the floor oh. until he could walk in, eyes closed, and I'm open that bag and put his coffee in. Okay, that's the Nero. That's wow. that's him. That's prep, baby. Wow. Actors, come yeah, on, work on. Look, what do they teach you in your schools? Where if you're gonna yeah. use a prop, yeah. if you're gonna use some in your hands, use it first before you go on camera. So that when you go on camera, you're like, oh shit, oh, have, you, you, have you taken that with you now to uh, when you do stuff? I'm but still, if I'm gonna use a is. prop, without fail. Yeah. And look, in the film that you and I just did, I'm on the I'm on the altar, right. in the whole vestment right. doing right. mass. Right. You understand? Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of little things I had to learn, so I did them all before right. the camera started rolling. Right. You know, yeah. so you're That's not the real specifics. Yeah, you know, work. little things, just small stuff. De Niro comes in. Keitel and him, they see each other. They enter into into a conversation. Right. Keitel says, does his lines. He introduces Robert Patrick. Right. Robert Patrick does his lines, and De Niro says, "Cut! Hold on a minute." Now remember, we're in this little little tiny space. We're talking right. about a you know, 15 by 15, 20 by 20 space. Yeah. There's 50 people in there, there's the camera. Harvey Weinstein is standing right behind the camera. Oh, really? Okay. And De Niro says, look, you got another man here. Wouldn't I, I have discussion with these two, but wouldn't I have discussion with him? Sure. I raise my hand. I say, oh, yeah, Harvey Weinstein, yeah, Arthur, what is it? And I said, Mr. De Niro, I said, yeah, my name is Arthur Nash. I'm a retired New York City police detective. And, I'll be, and I gave him three, I won't go into it, right? But I gave him three very specific reasons right. why he would want to ID me. If you're working sure. a case on us, right, you would right, want right. to know who I am. Right. It, 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 suppose you get transferred tomorrow. Sure. The guy that comes in, you can say, that guy is Frank Lagunda. Right. Get it? All right. So he says, oh, I like it. So I'll, I'll just, I'll say hello to you. I said, okay, fine, sir. Good. He goes out, action. He walks in. He does his lines with he does his lines with Keitel. He does his line Keitel does okay. his lines with Robert Patrick. He looks at me. He go, and he says his whatever his name was Lenny whatever. I go how you doing Frank Lagunda? And he says, Oh Frank, uh, where do you work? And I went to 17 precinct. He says really how long you been here? I says well if I got an, if I got a lieutenant from Maternal Affairs asking me maybe I'm there too long. It went in, good to me, is he good to me, you too, and he walks out. Great. Total ad lib. Right. Watch the movie, it's in the movie. Of course, yeah. You That's a great bit. Right. You, there are veteran actors who are, you know, masters at improv and stuff. Yes. Who would be intimidated in that situation. And, uh, Harvey Weinstein asked me that. He says, why are you nervous? And, and, I, and I said, no, I said, Harvey, listen to me. If I had thrown up on De Niro, I, I actually right. said, I said, if I had, when De Niro said he had living me, if I had puked on De Niro's <laughs> chest that night, I would have had a steak dinner with a girlfriend. So I, had, I had no problem with it. I was not worried about it at all. That's just what I told Harvey. That's right. true. But I did a film for Brian Koppelman and David Levine 
um, where I worked opposite um, um, uh, Michael Douglas, oh, okay. and I absolutely beat the living daylights out of Michael Douglas. Beat the <laughs> shit out of him. He's drunk. I'm in the back of a car and I, a limo at night, and I get out, and I beat him while I do five pages of dialogue. Wow. I am talking continuously, and they let me use my own name. By the way, you're probably wondering why I'm here to help you. My name is Nascarella, and blah 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 blah. And while I am beating him from pillar to post, right. it's Michael Douglas. Yes. Remember something, you throw one left hook, you, you knock out Michael Douglas's yeah. tooth, you understand? You, you in, uh, well, you, you in, you in, uh, you in Apex Tech. You know, you, you learn the tool. That's right. And That's you, right. you learn each tool, they, they put it in the bucket, and the end you graduate with your pale tool. conditioning in the... That's where you go, you're out of show, but you're in yeah. Apex Tech now, you understand? I mean, you're fucking doing oil changes. That was what happened, you know what I mean? Why are you here? I knocked out Michael Douglas's tooth on teeth. The fuck? What are you, nuts? Yeah, wow. this thing, yeah, but I mean, that's how that shit works. What was your question? I don't remember. <laughs> but it was something about an actor being able to stay in it. You know, yeah. having the courage to, you know, to, to commit and stay there in those tough spots like that. And not, well, uh, look, that's what you're there for. Yeah. I mean, what can I say to you? Learn your lines, right. make a decision of who you want to be and how you want to be about it. Read the script, read the script. See, that's another thing. As I got older, I realized, read the script more. The more you read the script, the more you get out of it. People were, oh, I read the script 10 times. What did this guy know? He got nothing else to do. Right. Believe me, you read the script. Okay, get there early. If you're late, if you're not on time, you're late. Okay, actors, you're the first, the, uh, the, 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 the last extra never gets an upgrade. Yeah. Okay, I went to one of my early movies that we were shooting in Rikers Island, near Rikers Island, and the actor, the lead actor in Independent got locked up the night before. I was there a half an hour, 40 minutes early. And the director was on the phone, what the hell do you mean? And we're shooting a movie, my guy, I need him, you can't get him. Hang on a second. Come here. Yeah. You speak English. Fuck, I'm leaving there. You're, you're, my new, you're my new leading man. Half the job is showing up. You understand? It's and I was up. the leading man from that point on. He didn't have too much in the can right. where he could substitute the leading man. And that's right. what happened to me. Right. The last extra never gets an upgrade. Well, Copland, that's, that's, a, that's a classic sort of indie that made it. But you've been on, you were, I think you did, you did World Trade Center, right? Oliver Stone? I did World Trade Center. I mean, you've been on Big Big. And little, little, what's the diff? I mean, do you approach it any differently as an actor when you get on? Do you deal with the people any different? Like, how do you? No, you no, just no. walk in and bang and do but it. Look, you know, look, I'm one of these guys. I, 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 I woke up in June of '52 in a good mood. I've been stuck there ever since. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, you know, I get along with everybody. I prefer, you know, it's a little too hard. It's a lot of work to be a pain in the ass yes, to be nasty is. and yeah. that. I mean, I really didn't. Try to. I mean, I went to one acting class. I went to Vinnie Pesto brought me to, to an acting oh, class. Oh, this I gotta hear. Yeah, he had. A, he had, he. Would, there was a young man who was kind of everybody's guru. He actually was tapping everybody in a class. That, that's, that, that, that's, that's that's another story. But uh, that's well, you know, that that part of it we'll is not acting. That, that's common. To, that's common to the world. You right, don't have to yeah. be an actor. But anyway, where were you? I, I, uh, now remember, I'm living and working at the Regency. I'm running a, 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 a now. I've gotten promoted at the Regency. I'm now I've taken over private security because I'm you know I'm, I'm extrapolating outward, 
while that's a great job, I now have uh, the royal family of Monaco. I handle all of their security. I did for nine years. Oh. Anytime they were in New York, I had them and my guys. Wow. Ultimately, in my PI work, I wound up living with Leona Helmsley. I, I get up in my apartment and moved in with Leona Helmsley. <laughs> really, in Greenwich, Connecticut. I live with her and Harry. Well, yeah, yeah. Forrest Gump sitting in front of you. So you, 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 Buddy, you you've been I, everywhere. For kidding, I'm like, dog shit, I'm all over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so where was I? What so was uh, acting class with Okay, but Vinny Pastor raised me to his acting class. The only class I ever went to. It's in a loft. Of, uh, I mean, it was in a loft above the Cafe Wawa, McDougal and uh, and Minetta Lane. It's so upstairs. The cafe. Used to record there, cafe yeah. Wawa. I mean, I was knocked around down there a lot as a young kid. There's a loft upstairs, a one-room loft. It's filthy, all right? You walk in the door, somebody, if somebody slams the door, <coughs> shit goes through the ceiling, and it's dusty, and it's and, and, and they're in there. Okay, my point about, I was making a good living. Sure. Okay. At some point in time, now, I am crawling around on the floor. The class is up, <laughs> and everyone is being an, an animal. animal. Oh, shit. Everybody's being an animal. Okay, now, I am a, I'm a snake. I'm on the ground, slithering. He says, Arthur, you'll be a snake. Okay, I'm a snake. I'm on the ground. Holy I got $500 pants on, a $300 shirt, a $250 haircut, $2,000 shoes on, and I'm slithering around on this filthy floor. Oh. And as I'm slithering, here comes Vinny. He's a bear. Oh, oh, oh. And I looked up at him and I said, when this class is over, I'm going to break your fucking nose. <laughs> you understand? I just ran out. I'm going to fucking kill you. And, and that was my the class. Oh, my thank you so much. You're fucking <laughs> fucking dust oh, myself and get the hell out of there. Well, you know what? So you, just remember what you have naturally is what what uh, what most actors have to learn, which is to learn to listen. I mean, I was always taught that your performance has nothing to do with you. Your performance is in the other guy and what you're trying to get out of him. So the more you're thinking about how am I going to do this or how am I going to how do I get angry or how do I get sad or it's it's not about that it's about what do I got to get out of this guy mm -hmm. and just the fact that he's not going to give it to me is going to make the character and you do that naturally without you, you like that let the the improv uh, anecdote with with the name. Just, just listening and, and and dealing with what's in front of you did you have like you said you like movies did you have heroes as a kid, and now that you're in the business, do you have acting heroes? I mean, did, did, when, when you grew up, did you have an acting hero, or was somebody you, you loved watching? Well, look, I, was, I always tended towards the military. I liked the military. I mean, of course, I loved John Wayne, you know, as oh, a yeah. young kid. You know, I liked John Wayne. I know, but, but I mean, that was a little bit later. I think my heroes, when I was a little boy, really was the, were the Cowboys. Were, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, you know, Hood Gibson, Hopalong Cassidy, Roy yeah, Rogers, yeah. Gene Autry, Trigger, Bull, <laughs> you know, all that shit. I love that, like you know Jay what I mean? Silverheel yeah, that, that's that. who I liked. Jay Silverheel's good people, you that's know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, he was a big crapshooter, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a Las Vegas guy, yeah. Are there things you won't do where you get a, somebody offers you something and you're like, yeah, I'm not gonna go to Captain Buddy, I, I have to be honest with you. Um, actors. Take the word no out of your vocabulary. No, and then you understand, no, I'm with you. Uh, you know, if there's not a part I wouldn't play. You want me to be a palm tree, I'll, I'll have you crying. Is there, you is there something I, you'd like to do? Like, I mean, you, you, like you said. Look, my bread and butter has been a character actor. Yeah. You can be a character actor a long time. You can do very well now, doing the, that. The film we did, uh, that's a, that's a lead, that's a, that's a no, nice that, supporting role. I mean, that's not just, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, no a, month, a month role as, as a character right, is a good role. That's yeah, a good that, role. That, that's a good role. A little independent film like that. that so, did you, how did you, did you approach that any differently? Or it was like, all right, now I, I got to carry a little bit of these scenes. Right. Um, 
in the scene that you and I do together, and we gamble together, right. but uh, without giving up much. But the, the, the we have a very nice, great scene together. He was made. <laughs> and I must say this: you made that scene. You made. Well, look, I did the scene once three years ago, in a short, yeah. and that scene is what got the money to do the movie. Right, 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 right. But and you did. And and when they took away my guy who did the scene with me and gave him a bigger role, I was happy for him personally, but I was not happy that I wasn't going to have him in the gambling scene with me because he was terrific. You come in, enter stage left, and you knock it out of the ballpark. I mean, you were fabulous. I told you that. I mean, I went to the producer and said, can't you find something else for Ross to do? I mean, you know that. I mean, yeah, you were there. I, I told you him. Real. I mean, you're nuts to let this guy just walk away. Yeah. You know, you're crazy. You yeah. were wonderful in that. Well, I was a good You know, but my, but to, to just but to go to my point, but stuff. I, and then, but in the money I win, what do I do with it? I put it in the pool box instead right, of my right, pocket. Right, so it right, is right. that, that, that dichotomy, you know, right, there's right, a little right. break there, you know. It's uh, I'm a tough guy, but I'm a priest. Is it is it harder oh. on the bigger? Like, you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, De Niro doing 147 takes. You're gonna get maybe a, a one and a half on one of these. Well, but it, look, I mean, that, 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 but does it make a difference to you? Like, it, it, the way the the way the set is run and, the, and how many shots at it you get, as opposed to the bigger budgets of the smaller. Well, ones. look, you know that the coverage is gonna be less. Yes. You got to get what you got, or you, you got to get out what you want to get out right away. Right. You, you know, you get it out there so that, you know, uh, many of the independent film directors uh, will let you go. I, I, we'll let you do what you want to do. Frederico, I liked working for him very much. Now, I know him a long time. I know him from The Sopranos. Right. I mean, we've been buddies every, you know, from day one. He was very good to me from the first day I met him. Yeah. He was very cordial to me, a very sweet guy, and I always liked him a lot. But we had very slight differences on where something, how something was going to, I was going to do something. Okay. Slight differences, nothing heavy. But he had a different idea. But I'll tell you, to his credit, what he did is not only would he give you a, another way to do it, but he caused me personally to see it his way right. and then even come up, he, he, he um, Kickstarted my thinking. Okay. I would I would get his way, but his way would make me think it two other ways. Right, right. And then I would say, well, what about this or what that? And he would be even open to those possibilities. That's a great director. Yeah, he was a great director. I have yeah. to say that it was very. That's, that's a, set. You know, that's, that's a, set. Yeah, it was a good. And he a did a great job on that. Man, yeah, Federico yeah. was terrific as a director, and he's a damn good actor. He's yeah. a damn good yeah. actor. I think the whole point of the uh, of what we do. Uh, as actors, artists, whatever you want to call us, if you want to be that pretentious, <laughs> is to kind of help reveal the truth to the audience. Whatever the screenwriter or playwright wrote, there's a truth, there's a human truth mm -hmm. in there that, that you're tr trying to get across. Um, do you, do you uh, feel that way? Do you, what, what's your thoughts on, on truth in art? It's not well, look, I think as an actor, all you can do is bring truth to your character. Mm -hmm. uh, if a guy is doing a cop story, I'm familiar with cop stories. It, it may be somewhat ab abstract, but that's what the guy wants, that's what you get. Right. All I can do is bring truth to my guy. Right, right. You understand? The, the written word is there. You've got to do what the guy has written, and, right. and you know, that, that's how it is. Uh, you, you can't... Um, uh, you can't, you know, you, you got to be true to yourself. you yes. gotta, you got to be, you know, be real. So, you've worked with... Scorsese, Spike Lee, yeah. Oliver Stone. Uh, Todd Solis, remember him? Yeah. Happiness, yeah, did oh, him. Happiness, right. Yeah, it was a cop in Happiness. I work with uh, buddy. How do, you, how do you, I mean, it's always kind of 
deferring to the way the director wants you to go. But like you said, you work, when you worked with Federico Castellucci, you, you worked together. Great communication. Great communication. Is that? That's not always the case, clearly. Todd Solders work like this. I have a note for you. Great. Um, call Kimono spaghetti uh, airplane. <laughs> really? Oh, oh no, 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 no! Cereal box uh, pair of shoes. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got it. That I would do what I did. What? The but I have no idea. I have the slightest <laughs> fucking idea what the guy ever said to me. I swear to God, wow. my mother. He talked completely. It's and I'm not talking about he was talking technical. But he was talking to completely unrelated things. Wow. <laughs> and I, this is what I want, but I like to see that reflected in your character. I went, hey, you got it. <laughs> and I just did what I did, hey, freeze, police. And he went, excellent. You said before you got, you did seven? Yeah. Picture, how did Spike Lee come into the, your life? How did he find you? Where did you where Spike about? Lee saw a film called A Brother's Kiss. It was a small independent film. It was done by, directed by a guy named Zvi, Z-V-I something, Rosenberg. He was Rosie Perez's husband at the time. Okay. Spike Lee saw that movie <laughs> via Rosie Perez, via, you know, Spike's an indie right, guy, right, you know. Right. And uh, the next thing you know, I get a phone call and uh, he, uh, it's Spike Lee, just out of clear blue sky. The phone rings and it's Spike Lee. And he invited me down to 375 Greenwich. He had his office there. Did you know it was Spike Lee? Like, how, how did you, how did you, uh... Well, look, there was a black man on the telephone, and, and <laughs> my name was Nascarella, and he said to me, uh, can I speak to all the Nascadilly? <laughs> Whoever this is, I don't know they got well. <laughs> and I said, no, I, said, I said, who's this? And he said, Spike Lee. And I went, good Lord. I, I, I had never had a conversation with Spike Lee before, but I'd seen him on television right. and seen him in the films. And I said to him, like, well, if this is Spike Lee, then I'm Nasky Dilly. And he said, well, then you're Nasky Dilly, because this is Spike Lee. That's great. And an hour later, I was downtown with him. We had a cup of coffee, and he invited me to uh, be in a film called um, New Jersey Drive. Played a junkyard owner. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Spike liked what he saw. And then he gave me clockers, and then New Jersey Drive. Uh, I mean, then, then Girl Six. Wow. But I did that, and then on to, uh, he got game. I, I mean, uh, yeah, he got game, and. Uh, it's nice when a director, uh, you oh, know, he was great. thinks about you and, want, and wants to put you back. But Spike Lee's one of the, he taught me so many things. Believe me when I tell you. Spike Lee. Told you what? One of the things he taught me, I think that might have been the second film that I ever did from, I did not go to the premiere, nor the party afterwards, for whatever reason, I have no idea. The next morning, 10 o'clock in the morning, my phone rings, where was you? <laughs> I said, hey, Spike, I said, yeah, I said, you know, you had 3,500 people at the Ziegfeld, and you're missing me. He said, let me teach you something. He said, you're never more in demand than when you're not there. Wow. So, actors. Show up, don't necessarily be a, a smoke ring in an air-conditioned room, you understand? <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's, that's too little. Right. Okay, but show up when you need to show up. Right. Don't send candy to the director's wife. Don't huh. come to set on a day you're not shooting, okay? When the shoot is over, it's a family of people, but then it goes away. Right. But well, I, gotta, I gotta tell you, just, just before we wrap it here, right? there's something about Nature and nurture, you know, mm. and uh, nurture would be the training, which would be, you know, an actor who has a facility to do it, wants to be an actor, learns how to do it, blah, 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 sure, and sure. then there's the nature. <laughs> when you just, you have an instinct, you understand listening before anybody tells you how to do it, you understand uh, commitment 
before anybody tells you that that's part sure. of what you're going to do. It's a work ethic. And what you've done, yeah, and I think all of that stuff from your uh, marine and police training and all that, and, but just you in general, you got a little angel on your shoulder too, where people are calling you, your first job comes out of nowhere, <laughs> Spike Lee sees you in a thing, this guy's, and, and I think the lesson with an actor like you is, you, it seems sort of serendipitous. But just being the way you are makes that stuff happen. It attracts that stuff into your life. Thank you. That's very sweet of you. I think you're a fantastic uh, uh, natural talent, and uh, I had a pleasure working with you. And, uh, and this has been. I, I certainly hope that I can help somebody get ahead. You know, what I mean, yeah. I, I wish all of you the best, best, best of luck. Break both of your legs. <laughs> yes. You know, have fun. Enjoy yourself. It's just acting, really. That's right. It's just acting, man. Awesome. Thank you, Arthur, my so pleasure. much. I really no appreciate pleasure. it. You're my, awesome. my, my absolute pleasure.